right, everybody, welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Again, my name is Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, Trenton, the number is 365show, S-H-O-W, at gmail.com. Trenton365show at gmail.com. In the studio with me, I've got Paloma Santiago, who is a PGA pro golfer and a member of the board, which I am now a part of, of the Live Golf Nonprofit Board, Greg Woods. Greg is also a law enforcement officer here in the capital of New Jersey and Trenton, so shout out to him for not only taking care of us and protecting us on the streets, but also being involved in the community. And I'm going to be taking some tips from him and Paloma about golf. He shot 83 earlier today, so I'm already a little bit jealous. So without any further ado, Greg and Paloma, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Sure thing. So Paloma, um, you've been on the program lots of different times, so just take like a couple of seconds, introduce who you are, and then Greg, I'd like for you to do the same thing. So my name is Paloma Santiago. I'm a PGA professional in the Mercer County, New Jersey section. Um, and I have a nonprofit that um, is dedicated to supporting the community with a focus on business of golf and the game of golf. And our mission is very important to us so we can expose the game and mentor people through the business and game of golf. Fantastic. Greg? Uh, my name is Greg Woods. I'm a Trenton police officer. I've lived in the city my whole life, all 35 years. Um, I was actually involved in uh, Chubby Blackwell's program back in probably 1996-97. And then when I heard what Plume was doing, I was really excited. And I actually messaged her and said, if there's any way I could help out, let me know. And then a couple months later, she messaged me. So we're here now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always amazed at um, what we do now with social media, how we can always get connected. Think back to when I was, you know, a teenager or whatever. It was like you had to wait by the phone or if you had a phone or you had to go to a pay phone. Now it's like, hey, just mean like, you know, find them on Instagram or social media and, hey, send them a message. And the next thing you know, you're connected. Um, so uh, back to you, Greg. You shot an 83 today, I so do. I want you to talk about a little bit about your level of golf and uh, the course that you played today. So actually, I grew up, I think I started when I was in seventh grade. So my dad and all my uncles started golfing. So then I was like, I wanted to hang out with them, so that I got involved in that. And that's right around when Tiger was probably his last year at Stanford. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows him, so that's when it, the game started becoming real popular. Mm-hmm. So uh, two of my friends back actually in seventh, eighth grade played. So we used to, my parents used to drop us off at Princeton Country Club and we would go play nine and they would pick us up. So it was a great bonding experience. And I never really thought anything of it because I played basketball and other sports. Um, but I just love it. And I actually went out with a friend say who was his first time ever playing 18 holes. So it was pretty cool to see, to be able to give him tips and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm okay. I used to work at a golf course growing up, so I worked there for four years in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just love the game, and it just gives you an opportunity to meet a million people that you would never meet anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's one of the things that always fascinated me about golf as well, is, is that it's when you get onto the golf course, especially a public course like the, the five county courses that we have around here, when you get on those courses, it seems like it almost levels the playing field, and you end up playing with such a variety of people. And Paloma, you're shaking your head there because you're not only from from the perspective of a professional golfer, but you worked for the county for a while. And on top of that, you've got this nonprofit. So talk about how golf can be a very inclusive sport. So when I was little and young, my mom worked down the street from Mountain View and she would drop me off. When I started, maybe around 10 years old, so I would get dropped off at 8 o'clock in the morning till 4 p.m., and I would play with so many different people. Um, 
luckily I was able to use the facilities, but it's such an inclusive sport because the amount of people that you see, you don't really see a lot of my, like females, Hispanics, Trinidadians, you don't really see too many of them on the golf course, especially when I was starting out. Um, it is changing. Currently, I do serve with the um, PGA on PGA lead, so we are definitely trying to shape and mold diversity and inclusion for the future with the PGA. But it's definitely um, changed a lot, and especially with Tiger Woods winning this last Masters, it's going to change for the better, and hopefully we can see that progress. Mm-hmm. In both of your opening segments, you both mentioned Tiger Woods. So um, I want to add a little bit about the Tiger Woods effect, and I'd like for you to add it as well. Um, back when Tiger was, you know, at the peak of his game, I remember uh, going to the course, and it was almost like any other sport. You saw young people, older people, women, men, all trying to emulate Tiger. It was even at a point where I remember playing with folks who wouldn't even wear a red shirt. Because they didn't even want to have the Tiger Red on if they weren't playing it at such a high level. So both of your perspectives of the Tiger Woods effect, can you share about that? He definitely is golf. If you see how many people follow him on the golf course, it's crazy. That is the most amount of people I've ever seen in my whole life, that one area. Hmm. And he he is golf. Without it, the game is really nothing. (laughs) I mean, when I first saw it, it was kind of like an old man sport, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And now it's like cool to golf. Yeah, I mean, everyone golfs. So, oh, I have, do you want to golf? I have a set. I don't really play it, but I'll go out. You know what I mean? It's, it's a bonding thing. Even if you don't do good, it kind of just brings people together. Mm-hmm. And he, he was obviously a major part of that. That's it's quite interesting. Um, when you talk about the diversity of golf, uh, I know when I first started playing, I mean, the first set of clubs that I had were a hand-me-down set from my uncle. And I think I may even have one or two clubs still from him. And they were, you know, um, blades, half-rusted, just beat up. And people used to always say, how can you even play golf? It's such an expensive sport. But when I started to break it down and think about it, if you're spending four or five hours and you pay 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever it is, over that four or five hours plus the exercise that's built into it, it's a very cost-effective way of getting exercise, et cetera. And Paloma, you're shaking your head, yeah. nodding your head again it's in approval. It's a great investment. Um, just think about it as like you pay for a gym membership. You're paying for an investment, the opportunities that come golf and like you said the health benefits that come along with this sport and think about it it depends how many strokes you actually hit on the golf course and your clubs take a lot of beatings so you need to invest in a good pair a good um set of clubs mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. and greg um when you first started playing you mentioned that it was a time for you to spend with your family to go out with your uncles and etc and to play with them who got you your first set of clubs my dad, I think we went to maybe Dick's Sporting Goods. It was just a cheap set, like starter set, and then I slowly worked my way up. But like I said, it was always just fun. Like my dad would tell me, oh, do you want to go out Sunday morning, meet you and your two uncles? I'd be like, yeah, I'd be so excited. I'd wake up an hour early just to go, you know, just a bonding thing. And no matter what I shot, I would always win. But even <laughs> even if I didn't, I would, uh, you know, just to be out there, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Now, Paloma, you've... Um you are well documented uh, in Mercer County as a golfer. Um, share about your time golfing in high school and then the transition to college and then returning back to this area. So high school, um, I was kind of looked at by the golf coach, um, Coach C, and he would be like, oh, you're coming on my team. I remember I went to one tournament where we played against Petty, and the petty coach is like, oh, you're coming to petty. I'll do anything to get you on my team. And Z's like, no, no, you can't have her. 
there. So he was really um, a good support, definitely, for um, high school golf. I played on an all-boys team. So making the transition to play into college was a little difficult because I went into playing on an all-girls team. So it was definitely different environment, but it was it taught me a lot, and it taught me definitely on competitiveness and also on teamwork and definitely shaped me into the person that I am today. Um, I wanted to give back to my community, so I came back to Mercer County, and I started in the Trenton area with Mr. Shelby Blackwell, and seeing that he has helped me so much, I definitely feel like it's so important to give back to the community in which you started, especially because you want to see it grow and you want to see it succeed in the future. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that it's, it's, it's important for folks to know that you played on the all-boys team, but in your senior year, you were the captain of the team. Can you talk about how um, golf, even though like you're playing with a, a different gender, your skill level was was leveled out the whole situation where it wasn't just, it, it was more than males and females competing with each other. Can you talk, talk about that? So it's more on, at the end of the day, it's all about the numbers. And if you're shooting low, you're on top. So um, that was my standout compared to the rest. And I guess it was a great leadership experience. And I definitely look forward to helping other people build that leadership. Now, let's talk about Live Golf. And, Greg, I want you to chime in here as well when, when the opportunity presents itself. So you start this nonprofit organization, Live Golf, and um, it's on social media platforms. People can see a bunch of the videos and things that you've put, put up and that you've shared. So you started this nonprofit, and the idea, I know, was to support growing the game of golf. But other than that, what, what was the impetus behind that? Um, and the business of golf. So I really wish I had a mentor to show me, like, hey, if you want to get into playing golf professionally, this is what you need to do. If you want to get into the real estate part of golf, if you want to do, like, golf management, um, anything that's involved in golf. Golf has so many aspects of business behind it. Um, people play golf. I know... I went on an interview for finance and he looked at my resume and he's the only question he asked me in that interview was about my golf game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't anything about the job. So it's really interesting to see how much golf is um, important to people of any workforce or anything. So it's really great. And I definitely want to bring that to people's attention that there's so many opportunities out there and live golf will show you the opportunities and help you go through them. And I definitely wish somebody said, play more tournaments, do this so that I could be where I wanted to be at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. and, and Greg, your thoughts about um, being on the board of a nonprofit golf organization? Well, I mean, like she said, like the mentorship part, that was the biggest thing for me. Because even when I did my interview for the police academy, they said, why do you want to become a police officer, et cetera? And one of my big reasons was if I could change one kid's life, that's all, then I'd be happy in 30 years. And so the same thing with that. If I could just help one kid, change his life to just do golf, then I'd be happy. You know I mean, that's that's all I care about. So, like, kid, and then the kids see me in the community, and they say, hey, I know him at Officer Woods or whatever. And then they, they know they have a friend of me and they, someone that I could look up to. So, you know, um, so I do a lot in the community, as most folks know, and um, hearing a law enforcement officer, someone who's born and raised in Trenton, to say that, it just warms my heart. Because I think that, that is more of what we need. We need more people to come out and say just what you said. Like, I want to change one life. 
I want to make an impact on someone else, not just so I can gather what I can do like a squirrel, gather my nuts and go hide off into the side, but I want to make a difference in the lives of other people and in the community where I live. And that's a big deal, man. So publicly, kudos to you. And I'm looking forward to our friendship developing through Live Golf and on the golf course and beyond. But, but that really just warms my heart. Um, so, Pony, you talked about the mentorship and the business aspect of it. And, and I understand that. And, and where that's going with Live Golf. But I want you to talk about the diversity as well, because I know you're of Latino, Hispanic, and, and Trinidadian um, descent. So you are like a minority of minorities of minority that's involved in this game of golf. And where do you see this going? And what are some of the objectives you'd like to accomplish with your diversity? So we definitely um, want to include everybody, race, gender, age. We do not... Um, limit anybody from joining Live Golf and its programming. Um, we definitely want it to succeed in the future and help you throughout high school, college, beyond college. I still need mentorship. I'm 24 years old and I still need somebody to tell me, like, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do to get to this place. And um, of all of all races, all anything, nobody is excluded. And we definitely want to bring that to the golf course because you don't see that too much. Um, even in uh, management, you don't see it. So we definitely want people of color in management. We definitely want um, females in management. And definitely our generation, things do need to change with golf. Oh, great. Now, I want to know, um, you're very outspoken about your diversity, um, and you're very open about, hey, I played on the boys' team at school, and I rocked. I was captain of the team. You've got lots of different news publications and documentations of what you've done with this game just in a short amount of time of your life. Have you had uh, anyone from Trinidad or any of the Latino-Hispanic countries reach out to you to hear more um, about how you can be a part of their efforts with growing the game of golf? I have not, and I would love that opportunity. Um, I definitely want to expose this to everyone. It doesn't even have to be limited to New Jersey, anybody that's interested different countries, states, anything, we're willing to help anybody that is interested and wants to put effort in learning about the business of golf. Mm -hmm. So the folks in Trinidad and in the Latino Hispanic communities, not only in America, but also abroad and in other countries, you've got a PGA pro golfer here who's looking to work with you. And uh, I think it might make sense for you to reach out to her at Live Golf. Share your contact information that I want to transition and talk about how you and I and the rest of the board members are going to work with Live Golf. Yeah, so follow me on Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com slash livegolfenterprise. And my personal is facebook.com slash PGA, Instagram slash livegolf underscore. And email me if you're interested or want to help out in any way. My um, email is livegolfenterprise at outlook.com. Awesome. So uh, my radio, TV, media exposure, I'm going to do what I can with that. With, from that side with Live Golf, you're welcome. Um, but I also have a background in fashion. So I know that you're also a bit of a fashionista. Yes. And you've particip participated in a couple of uh, photo shoots that I've done, and you've got this idea that you want to have a golf line of clothing as well. Let's talk about that. To make it more modern. It's so old-fashioned. We definitely have to make it more modern, sporty, and breathable, Jesus. <laughs> better for tan lines, anything. Um, definitely want to better the golf apparel in women, men, anything. Youth, definitely for youth. We got to get our kids involved in golf, any age, not discriminating. Awesome. And Greg, what are some of the things you're looking to bring to the board besides 
shooting at 83 yeah. uh, early on <laughs> in the season and, and mentoring with, with some of the young folks. No, I mean, I want to, like, my job allows me to, to be in the schools with the youth, so get them involved. I mean, I mean, they I see them. They love all the sports. Like, any sport you put in front of them, they will love. So the earlier they can get involved, the better. Mm-hmm. So any way I can help. I would love that. I also love fashion as well. So any way I can help with that, I would love to. Oh, that'll work too. Yeah, that, that sounds nice. Yeah. All right. So going forward, um, I know our board meetings, we meet on a regular basis. We have a lot of great energy. We've got a, a laundry list of things we want to accomplish. And we have some great folks who are on the board. Um, if you want to shout out any of those names, let's do that. And then let's talk a little bit about some of the objectives and things that we've uh, talked about at the meetings. And let's shout out to mom. Well, that's Coming right. I'm glad you did that. Yes. Um, Greg, Jacques, Tanisha, John Costin, Mike, um, Harold Hall. Um, we do have Mr. Chubby Wackle's daughter, awesome. <laughs> Rukia. Um, and if I'm forgetting anybody, I don't think I am. But thank you for being a part of this and for supporting me and the nonprofit. I can't thank you guys enough. Great. You know, um, before we go into um, finishing up talking about some of the objectives and forthcoming things with Live Golf, I want to go back to um, your mom because uh, I met your mother before meeting you. And so um, meeting your mother, I know she was always determined and, and a super strong support and not a helicopter parent, but more of a parent who is um, who is, is going to book in what you're doing. So talk about the... Um, the relationship that you have with your mom, one, and also um, her support. So we are very close. Um, she got me involved in golf. If it wasn't golf, it was going to be soccer, but everyone plays soccer. So it was something different. Um, she pushed me. Yes, she was a helicopter parent. Oh. I actually <laughs> quit golf. I did quit. And then one day I was just like, I can't stand it. I have to go back. And she didn't come to any of my tournaments anymore. She backed off completely, and it was all me from there. And I can't thank for thank her enough for keeping me involved in this sport. Um, if it wasn't for her, this business, this nonprofit wouldn't have even started. Um, she's just a really good support system. Hmm, that's great. So, um, Francis, you were the helicopter <laughs> parent, but now you're not anymore. So, thank you for for moving on. She is a a young woman here, so that's great. All right, so what do we have on tap for Live Golf coming up? So we will have a banquet in July. We're going to do some fundraising for that. If anyone is interested in sponsoring, we do need some help. We are looking out for a grant writer for um, any of that, and we also are searching for a sponsorship for equipment and for use of facilities for the programming. We definitely are going to continue building awareness and mentorship out there, opportunities for people. We do not discriminate by age, so if you are interested, please come on board, give us a call, give us an email. All right, let's share the contact information again. Email is livegolfenterprise at outlook.com, facebook.com slash livegolfenterprise, and then my personal one is facebook.com slash PGA. All right, now I'm going to throw you a curveball here. And, uh, you know, with this whole whole media thing, um, folks, you can look on social media. If you look up Paloma Santiago PGA Golf, you'll see a whole slew of videos. And uh, some of the videos are quite interesting, where you're hitting where you're hitting tee shots in heels or in business apparel, et cetera. And I know when I share those, people go crazy about that. So 
how has social media really helped you with uh, with Live Golf? So social media really helped me to get um, awareness out there of golf because it's becoming a bigger sport now. Um, and I do the heels and the jeans because it doesn't matter what you wear. Get involved in golf. I know that you go to the course, they're like, oh, you don't have je- you don't have attire, you can't wear jeans, you can't wear this. And it's like, who cares anymore? It's like, let's get everybody involved. Let's stop limiting people. Let's start bringing people to the course and stop excluding everybody. Like, mm. There's no need anymore. Let's get everybody. That's mm. why golf is failing, and we need to turn it around and bring everybody along. Hmm. So modernizing and, and relaxing some of the rules yeah. in the game of golf. Well, actually, I think on the, the, the PGA Tour itself is actually working on doing that as well. Absolutely. But at the same token, I think them putting more restrictions on the women also tells us a bit more about what the LPGA is doing. And um, from your perspective, would you like to share anything about that? I know that may be a touchy subject. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just think that they just need to – stop excluding and just let golf be golf and better it for the better. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg, would you like to chime in a little bit about um, where golf is currently and uh, where you think or like to see it go? Um, well, I wanted to touch on something she said uh, about her mom being so involved and like how my parents were. That's that's one of the big things I want to get involved too for people whose parents aren't around. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to be the mentor for a kid whose dad doesn't golf isn't around or mom they're just too busy with work or whatever so i know how important that was for both of us so i would love to do that for as many kids as possible Hmm. you know what i mean but so i I just thought of something so that right there is another opportunity for those of you in the listening and viewing audience to get involved with live golf is is uh, if you have a young person who has an interest in golf and maybe you or um, some other parent or guardian doesn't have an interest or doesn't have a knowledge, this is an opportunity for you to maybe connect with Live Golf and maybe we can uh, scoop them up as a mentor in some capacity. Um, and then I'm going to come back to you before we finish up to talk a bit about the teaching aspect. But, Greg, anything else you want to add about, about golf in general, the, the sport and the game of golf and where it is and where do you see it going? Um, I mean, I think it's only getting more popular if you go on any Instagram, Facebook, it's huge, like not just the game, like she said, fashion, social media, everything. It's just everyone plays. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're not good, you could just play just for business. You can meet so many people. And like you were saying before, it's it's kind of level playing field. So you could be out there golfing with a CEO and you could be the lowest person at the company. But then you become friends. So you just build relationships and help your career that way. I mean, so that's great. So it's actually a business opportunity as well. Yeah, you know, one of the uh, one of the awesome experiences I remember, I was playing with a pastor over at Princeton. It was a few years back and uh, he was 80, I think it was 86 or 87. And he shot his, his age <laughs> yeah, and, and he wasn't long. He was just straight, you know, 150 down the middle, second shot, 150, two putt. That's all he did. I mean, that's pastor another John. thing, too, is you could play forever. Yeah. Basketball, there's a time when you can't run up and down the court anymore. Golf, you could play until you're 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's great. So, uh, Paloma, as a PGA pro, um, a large percentage of, of your education and your time is about teaching and learning all the aspects of golf, whether it's club club uh, maintenance and, and design, all those different things. Um, what kind of options are you offering right now as far as teaching goes? So I do give lessons. Um, I do beginner to pro 
and if anyone's interested in learning the game of golf, making it a hobby, I am available for lessons. Um, a lot of the proceeds do go to Live Golf um, fundraising, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely available. I go from if you don't even know how to pick up a club to I just need a quick fix. Mm-hmm. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, um, are there any particular facilities that you generally work out of with um, with your? I teaching? currently teach at Snipes um, in Mooresville, Pennsylvania. Awesome. Now, do you have any group packages or anything, or do you have opportunities yes. to do group teaching? Contact me via email, safely bricks open app. That sounds good. So I'm going to encourage folks out there in the listing viewing audience as well. This may be a great time to take up the game of golf. Maybe you can do it with your child or spouses together or some people that you work with. Um, let's see if we can put together a package and get you out on the golf course um, together. Start small, maybe even teaching from the range, then maybe some fiction putt. And then get you over to a course. All right, so Live Golf representatives, I have Greg Woods, who's on the board with me. And then we have Paloma Santiago. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Absolutely. And I can't wait to have you guys back to talk about how we progress. And uh, keep your eyes and ears open for Live Golf, what we're going to be doing in the very near future regarding events, fundraising, and how you can get involved with it as well. One more time, Paloma, Paloma the uh, contact information. Yes. Facebook.com slash Live Golf Enterprise, Facebook.com slash Paloma Santiago PGA, and my email is livegolfenterprise at outlook.com. Awesome. Live Golf Enterprise, just think about that on your social media platforms in this interview, as well as a bunch of other information will be shared on the Trenton 365 networks. One more. I did forget two board members. Oh, sure. AC, um, she's building our website. Look out for that soon. And I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, great. So Live Golf will be back uh, coming up in the near future. We've got a bunch of events and things that we're going to be doing to grow the game of golf. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Segment one is done, and we'll be back after a short break.